0: Bearded Biomed Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back. I am your host, Bearded Biomed, and I am live at the MD Expo. I am joined by a special guest. Now, the reason he's special is because he just completed something no one else has ever done. You're the first in the world. What I mean by that is this gentleman just completed the Amy apprenticeship program for the biomed field. And I think this will benefit a lot of people interested in possibly pursuing the field to get a snapshot of what it's like to go through the program. And, of course, I think we all want to hear why you were interested in getting into the field to begin with. So uh, first, I'd like to introduce Josh Weatherford a.k.a. the first completee, uh, Welcome. Appreciate you sitting down.
1: Yeah, man, no problem. Appreciate the opportunity. Um, so, yeah, like I said, Josh Weatherford is my name. I work with Renew Biomedical. Medical. Um, and I was given the unique opportunity to participate in this, and some of my background helped me to expedite to the front of the line and complete it first. So it's been a privilege.
0: So for those that aren't familiar with the program, what is actually the process you had to go through to enroll and get a, you know, start doing the program?
1: So uh, the program started with Amy's new CABT uh, certification that they rolled out roughly two years ago. Uh, so the program itself is two years after the completion of the CABT. So with that, you the program requires you to have that certification. You also have to have the CBET and an IT fundamentals certification and then also the two-year track for the program. In addition to the search, you have to have passed uh, an anatomy anatomy and physiology class as well as uh, a college math credit.
0: Okay. So actually that's not too far out from what a traditional uh, biomed curriculum might be through a college program. So for those of you that might be interested in pursuing it, whether you don't want to go through the pipeline or if you want to do college program, Biomeds inherently need to have some form of electrical theory training. Um, Nowadays, with software integration of dang near every device, having some network compatibility, having the fundamental understanding of network connectivity is, you know, kind of a basic necessity nowadays. Um, Anatomy and physiology. Now, normally, when I mention that to people asking about the field, they're like, why do I need to know that? Well, for one. You're working in tandem alongside other medical personnel, nurses, doctors that are trying to relay an issue or something they're experiencing in their medical device, and you got to know how to talk to talk with them. you got to know what they're talking about and also kind of want them to know that you're competent <laughs> and know the medical ling- uh, linguistics. But besides that point is a lot of the medical devices that we service – you, you have to have a working knowledge of the heart and lungs. I mean, when you're measuring blood pressure, uh, you are working on ventilators, uh, you have, I mean, just a manner of just different devices that call on you to have a, a general understanding of anatomy and what that device is trying to do. How is the EKG pulling... Uh, it's signal from, you know, your RA, your LA, your LL, and your RL. I think I got those four. And then, of course, your V1 through your V6. So uh, this, this is good because if you guys do not want to go through the traditional, you know, sit in a class, do the, that kind of curriculum, I would assume, obviously, you're, you're still trying to get the same level of training, but you, did it give you more freedom the way it was structured?
1: Like It did, so especially since uh, so I'm from Jackson, Tennessee, is where we're located, there's not a biomed program located uh, anywhere really near that that you know, I could enroll in. Um, plus, this was offered more as uh, almost an on-the-job type training because you get exposed to the field. New Biomedical actually has a CABT-sponsored class, so you start there, and then you're you know, put in the class, and you can go through it for that certification, um, and then that helps you along.
0: So let's look at it from this aspect, too. When anybody is pursuing higher education or pursuing a career field, number one thing we all look at is how much is it going to cost me? 100%. Because, let's be frank, some of the schooling out there is, I mean, you know, you hear doctors and other kind of professions out there, they're paying off their college for the majority of their life. So... Good thing about the biomed field is it's actually your return on investment comes very quickly. Um, you know, I'm, I'm not going to go through the different prices of different colleges and what they offer, but I guarantee you, it's probably a quarter, if not less, than what most you know programs might cost you in the medical field. Um, now, you did say the cabinet was sponsored by the the company that onboarded you, right?
1: Right, so we actually have a, we call it our training academy. It's a big conference room that's set up, and um, Richard is our instructor for that. He basically took Amy's source content and adapted it into a uh, a teachable class format. Um, So techs will spend three to six hours a week in that uh, training for the CABT, and then past that, the CBET and the IT are more self-study type things, but the company does provide the study resources for those.
0: So my question to you is, when you're not doing that three to six hours of curriculum, what are you doing after, uh, in between that?
1: You're on the bench getting training, hands-on training. Exactly. The most valuable type of training. I Which,
0: guess. to be fair, depending on what college program you're going through, some people might cite that, okay, maybe they're not getting the, the toolcraft component of it. A lot of what goes through on in our field when it comes to being a technician is experience. Being in, I, I've been in the field 15 years. I still learn how to work on something all the time. There's, there's too many modalities out there. There's too many different uh, failure circumstances, um, things that can occur that you didn't experience prior. And the thing is, when you are on the job learning how to do things, you start picking up things. Okay, I've seen this before. So you can, besides obviously troubleshoot it better, you get to the point to where if you see a certain error or a certain light flash or a certain uh, function go a certain way, certain pressure reading, you know exactly where to go because you've already experienced it before. So that leads to lower down times of equipment, which makes the customer happy, which improves patient care, patient safety, which is why we're doing this. Since you have completed the, uh, the program, which uh, was just recently. Mm-hmm. a Couple uh, weeks ago. What, what all have you d- dove into medical device-wise, the whole journey?
1: Uh, where I work, we deal with a lot of um, – we do ventilators, infusion pumps, defibrillators, patient monitors, EKG machines, so pretty much the whole EMS gamut. So we do a lot of transport-type uh, Right, modalities. ambulatory. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that also involves stretchers, too. So. A-
0: ambulatory is kind of a special beast because uh, – you know, you you can have, of course, the regular EMS vehicles, but you can also branch into the the, the helio transports. Yep. Which uh, I, I, don't, I don't know if y'all had that experience or not, but it's kind of a it's kind of a logistical nightmare sometimes catching up with the choppers yep. because they're like, we are going to land within this window, and uh, by the way, they never meet that window. But you have to make sure you meet that window. Get everything PM'd in that chopper, and then get the hell out of the way so they can get off to the next place they got to go.
1: Yeah, that can very easily turn into uh, just sit and wait until they, you know, yeah. at their
0: convenience. No, there's, there's been times where they're like, okay, be here this time, but something happens where they needed to take care of the patient first. Yep. You know, you end up waiting there a couple extra hours than you intended to.
1: Yeah.
0: But it is what it is. It's part of the job. It is. Uh, so what's next? What, what's, what are you looking forward to? you know, going forward in the, the career field now?
1: So uh, I've got the CABT. I have the CBET. My next stop's going to be the uh, CHCM, you know, yeah, uh, which I'm, at, I'm actually actively in management now, so I'm already working towards ticking off those year requirements to uh, take that test. You're
0: just trying to just outdo us all, it sounds like. Well, I, I like to be well-rounded, you know. <laughs> yeah, there you go.
1: <laughs> the
0: uh, Just recently, uh, we our field is worked – Angela Bennett. She's actually they've put together a CHTM study course okay. uh, that I'd probably recommend you looking into if that's that's the case. Um, I I have my CHTM. I will tell you it is unlike any test you've ever taken before, right? Because it's all financials, it's all people management, it's regulatory, NFPA, it's all you know, all the fun book book stuff. Yeah. <laughs> is there any kind of uh? Specialty device or anything you think you'd get into, or it sounds like you're leaning more towards getting into management. From what it sounds like,
1: I am, but I'm definitely you know a techie person at heart. I like to have hands on, you know, the knowledge behind the operations, of so the theory. I really enjoy that type of thing. So I don't think that I'll ever stop learning new things, but right. I do want to get into more of the the management role. Yeah,
0: right on, right on. So I'm I, I still consider myself a general biomed, but I've I've splashed and dabbled. Mm-hmm in a couple of the specialties like i've i've done crpms i've done anesthesia pms repairs a little bit of the bulk sterilizer i don't particularly like those boilers are just atrocious i think from a manager standpoint you don't need to know how to work on everything nobody can specialize in everything Mm -hmm. but when you're managing a team of technicians that are working on those things it's good to at least be aware of you know their circumstances and Maybe some of the things they're getting into because you could say something that could help them resolve the issue. Right. I, I think from a manager standpoint, just being able to communicate effectively and understand all the different pieces of a biomed team and what they're, they're, they're required to do is just going to, of course, enable you to supervise them better right. and give them
1: support. And you're also going to entrust to them to, you know, not only know what they're doing, obviously, because they're your specialist for the roles, but they're, they're going to be able to teach you things along the way that you're obviously not going to know because you don't work in it every single day. So that'll help you gain knowledge and also empower them to uh, grow themselves. So you're famous now.
0: <laughs> Something like that. I'm still trying to get there someday. <laughs> I guess before we uh, cap off this welcome to the field, is there anything you want to sign off with? Any kind of like special message for the field? Hey, I'm here.
1: <laughs> I'm here. Um, definitely my main goal on this, uh, aside from any aspirations, is always patient first, right? So that should be any bomb as a goal. 100%.
0: I appreciate you being here. Welcome to the fray. People always ask me, how do you do everything that you describe in the field? I like to tell them that besides passion, the other thing that I like to implement is strategic drinking. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you got to let it out somehow, right? It's my modelo. But
0: yeah, appreciate
1: you walking to the field, sir. Yes, sir. I appreciate I'll you. I'll see you
0: around the expo and uh, beer be with you.
1: Yeah, 100%. Thank you, man.
0: Bearded. Bowman.